during the pregame show for last season's uh, Super Bowl game, uh, a number of uh, the game's greatest players were asked an interesting question. How did they know it was time to, quote-unquote, hang up the cleats, time to stop playing the game? One of those that was interviewed was uh, uh, Oakland Raiders Super Bowl champion and Hall of Fame player Howie Long. And I thought when he was asked this question, he gave a very interesting answer. Uh, he said, I just got tired of finding a reason to be angry every weekend. Can you, can you imagine being angry? Can you imagine having to be angry in order to do your job really, really well? Howie Long, I read, didn't learn to play football, didn't even start playing football until he was 15 years old. So just for the sake of discussion, let's say he figured out his junior year in high school that he actually played better when he got angry. So that's two years in high school, that's four years in college, and then he played professional football for 13 years. That's 20 years of just about every single weekend finding a reason to be angry in order to do your job. Just thinking about it makes me tired. Now, I never played professional football, uh, but I'm tired of a lot of things. I'm tired of everybody being angry not just to do their job, but to just to be angry. I'm tired, of, um, uh, I'm tired of the news being angry. I'm tired of the slightest misspeak being caused to fire someone. I'm tired of watching people who say that they follow Jesus argue in public, online, in social media. Uh, I'm tired of our joy being stolen day after day, by fear and faithlessness. And as a result, uh, friendships are broken, families are broken, and communities are broken. I'm tired of that. I, I, I don't want to live like that. N not at all. A couple of weeks ago, Trey did something so good for uh, all the staff. He, we were talking about that, and he came up with a host of reasons uh, for us to be thankful and to be happy and to actually have uh, a joy. And, and he recorded those things. I hope that you've seen it by now. If you haven't, you wanna, might, might want to go to our Facebook page and watch that short video because it really is a great uh, thing to listen to all the good things that have happened notwithstanding this uh, COVID-19 season. Uh, I, I want to get my joy back. I want to be back together. I want you to get your joy back. I want you to be back together. Now, when I say that, I'm not talking about putting my head in the sand and ignoring all the things that are going on because there are a lot of really difficult and, and, and problematic things that are, that are happening. But... We have joy, and we have a reason to have joy. In fact, we've got more reasons to have joy than we have reasons to be angry. We really do. Uh, during this month, we're going to be taking a look at the book of Philippians. Uh, and and, I, and I, I want you to know that we, we're going to be doing that because we want to talk about joy. 
the, the, the theme of joy is basically the theme of the book of Philippians. And, and we're encouraging as we go through this book that you could read uh, uh, through the entire book, but only reading a chapter a week. There's only four chapters in the book. And during this month of September, we want to encourage you to read through it. And we've got a reading plan that we've developed for you. Um, if you are uh, here with us today, you'll find uh, uh, that reading plan on the pews uh, with you uh, in the chairs. If you're watching online, you can go on our website and you can uh, find, you can download a PDF, a, a copy of that reading plan, and I encourage you to do so. Um, the book of Philippians, as I said, is only four chapters long, so reading it won't be a challenge. Uh, we intentionally want you to take your time as you read through these chapters. Um, it, it probably won't take you more than 20 minutes to read through a chapter, if that, but we want you to take your time and see things maybe for uh, something new or something for the second or the third time. It's going to bless you. It really is. You're going to be encouraged. You will find joy maybe where you haven't found it before or be reminded of joy that you might have forgotten about. But before we do begin, here's a little background about that book. Very little. The church... Uh, of Philippi. It was in the ancient city of Philippi. It was planted by the same man who wrote this letter. Paul planted a church there, and then years later, he found himself in prison, unable to go and see the churches that he had planted. And so, uh, because he couldn't visit, he wrote to them instead. The irony is significant here. Paul writes about joy while he's in prison, not able to see his friends. It's really significant. He writes about having joy himself and how the people he knows, the people that he loves, the people that he cared for, could have joy also. The fact is, Paul missed seeing these people. They were a great source of joy to him. And you and I shouldn't really be surprised by this at all. We're six months in to being kept away from each other, to completely changing our routines. We're six months into social distancing, and the indirect effects of all of this are just now beginning to surface, and they're not good at all. In just about every category that isn't healthy, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, addiction relapse, divorce, suicide, crime, in each and every one of those categories, the statistics are rising and they are rising fast. Just between March, I read two articles this past week, just between March and now, uh, uh, relapse in addiction uh, uh, cases, uh, circumstances, and divorce rates are up 30 to 35% in both categories, just since March. That's how much of a struggle we're going through. The significance of not being able to be with one another, to encourage one another, to challenge one another, to, to uh, give each other hope and to laugh and to just share with one another is hurting people, hurting families, and hurting whole communities. One of the primary things that you and I find joy in is in our relationships. Being together is always better than being alone. All the time. Yeah, there's some times where we just need to be by ourselves, but we don't need too much of that. Being together is always 
being better than is better than being alone. God knew this from the very beginning. You may remember the creation account, how God made everything that there was, and the, the last thing He made was humanity. And He made a, a man first. He made Adam first. And that's when God, Adam looks around. He says he sees that everything else. Every other being has a mate. Every other animal has a mate, but he didn't. And that's when God said, it's not good for you and I to be alone. We need to be together. That's the whole point. Paul, in writing to the church, knows exactly how important this is. He starts his letter to that church in Philippi out. He starts out by talking about how important it is to be together, what the community of believers really means to him. Listen to what he says in the first chapter. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. I'm happy because you've joined me in spreading the good news. You've done so from the first day until now. God began a good work in you, and I'm sure that He will carry it on until it's completed. That will be on the day Christ Jesus returns. It's right for me to feel this way about all of you. I love you with all my heart. I may be held in chains, or I may be standing up for the truth of the good news. Either way, All of you share in God's grace together with me. God is my witness that I long for all of you. I love you with the love that Christ Jesus gives. I know that you heard the joy in Paul's voice as he wrote. But did you hear the reason why he had that joy? In verse 5, he said he was happy or joyful because of the people that were there. The people in the church in Philippi, they were working with him. They had come alongside him. It wasn't just a burden of his or even an effort of his or even a task. It was a a burden for all of them to share, a task, a a mission for all of them to be a part uh, of one another. You see, one of the ways you and I find joy in community is by working together. Being together on a mission is better than being on a mission all by yourself. It's always better when you work on a project with other people. The mission of raising a family is better than just by yourself. The mission of losing weight or working out is always better when you've got a partner or a team. After having found Jesus, the the mission of following Jesus is always better when you've got other believers alongside you. We encourage one another. We challenge one another. When we feel like quitting, others come alongside us and they remind us why we can't quit. And when we don't understand things, we're, uh, we're given wisdom by other believers who have been through the things that we're going through even uh, right now. That's why one of the reasons, uh, uh, one of the things that we encourage other followers of Jesus here at Crosspoint to do is to be a part of a life group. We want people to serve and to give and to attend services, but we also want people to be a part of a life group. A life group is a weekly meeting in someone else's home. It's usually anywhere from 
a half a dozen to maybe 20 people in some cases, but people are gathering and they're learning together. Uh, we we uh, listen and uh, maybe review the sermon that was uh, preached the Sunday before, or sometimes there's a Bible study that goes along, or some kind of a topic that deals with the challenges of living life and trying to follow Jesus at the same time. Any and all those things um, uh, happen at Life Group. Now, we do this because a person who follows Jesus and is isolated, is vulnerable. They're in danger. They're more likely to believe lies that they would even tell themselves. Things like, I just can't do this. God doesn't care about me. Or you know, the only people, the only people that know me, they know me because of the sin that I've done, the mistake that I made. That's the only way that they know me. Those are lies. And Satan tries to discourage us. He tries to isolate us. And in doing so makes us very vulnerable to believe things we shouldn't and do things that we shouldn't. A person, however, that's in community is stronger and healthier. Even if there are difficult things, fellow believers remind one another uh, that they can get through it. They're, they're encouraged to get through it because they see others who have gone through it. They remind one another of the good things and how uh, we've grown since we started to follow Jesus. How we've become more healthy and we're just all around better. They remind us what God has done and is doing in our lives. This is so important. If you want to find out about one of our life groups, I encourage you, if you're with us uh, online, to go online, find our Connect page, and, and you can get more connected and find out where life groups are meeting and, and what's going on and all those kinds of things. If you're here with us this morning, then you can go straight to the uh, uh, straight right out to the guest services and find out more about those things. But it really is important that uh, you do that um, uh, because being together on a mission to follow Jesus is better than being alone and following Jesus. Paul also told his friends in the church that all of you share in God's grace with me. I was talking about life groups before. before. The group that I'm currently a part of, the life group that I'm currently a part of, is comprised mostly of middle-aged uh, adults who also happen to be empty nesters. We go through our time together. Usually it's about an hour and a half uh, each week. And at the end of our time together, we always kind of go around the circle and we ask each person present if there's something that we can pray about, something that we pray with them or for them uh, about. Do you happen to know what the number one request is? Regardless, just about every week, more than one of the participants in my group praise for this one thing. They want their adult children to know who Jesus is. To follow Jesus. They don't pray for jobs. Not for their kids. They don't pray for things for their kids. They don't pray for jobs. They don't pray for houses. They don't pray for even health. They pray for Jesus to be in the lives of their children. It was such a joy for Paul to know that he shared the grace of God with those that he was closest to. 
And it's no different for you and me. We've come to see the joy in knowing God, the blessings of uh, knowing God. And because we have that joy and we know those blessings, we want that for the people that we love the most, the people that we care about the most. And when that happens, there's an enormous amount of joy there. Uh, seeing, knowing and seeing the difference that God has made in our lives, we want that same thing for those that we love as well. We can find joy in the things that we share because being blessed together is better than being blessed alone. That's the point. We find joy in our community not only by sharing a mission together, but also sharing blessings together. I, um, I've been an athlete all my life. I have competed in sports where the event was an individual contest, like a track event. And I've also been on teams, baseball teams and soccer teams and so on. I've earned awards running track. And I've won championships on a team. And I will tell you, the joy of winning a championship on a team was far greater than anything I ever experienced in winning a medal on a track event. Then there's a whole different level that I've experienced. It's one thing when you win on the field, but when your children win, when they get an award, when they are honored, to be sitting in the stands or sitting uh, in the, the concert hall and to see your child do so well, to see your child win the award, that's it, it, even greater. To be able to celebrate with them, to be able to stand up and cheer and, and cheer for them and cheer them on and do those kinds of things, I, I will tell you, that was even better for me to be in the stands cheering on, celebrating my children than it ever was for me to be on the field celebrating my own victory. Do you think it's not that way for God, for you and me? Do you think it wasn't that way for Paul when he wrote this? Uh, it's not just the blessing there, but also the celebration too. Paul went on to say that God knew how much Paul wanted to be with the people that he couldn't be with which is why he ended up writing that, lesson, that, uh, that letter, and we're blessed by it as well. But Paul, God knew how much Paul wanted to be, be with them, and why? To celebrate what God had done, to celebrate what God was doing through their lives. The opportunity to celebrate is so important because even if the host at the restaurant announces it, a party for one really isn't a party but a party where everyone is gathered. That's where there's joy. Together is always better than alone. There are a lot of reasons for you and I to be angry right now. So many. And, and if you run out of reasons, there are people standing in line, people that you know and thousands more that you don't, that will give you a reason to be angry. But I want to remind you of the greatest reason that you have for joy. God loves you. He sent His Son to die for you. 
Jesus intercedes on our behalf. He leads us so that we can have joy in our lives by following God. And having made the decision to follow Jesus, we have so much to be grateful for. So many people to be grateful with. Do you know Jesus? Would you like to have joy in your life? I encourage you to find Jesus. And having found Jesus, to follow him. If you want to know more about finding Jesus, uh, reach out to us. Reach out to us on our webpage. Reach out to us on our, on our Facebook page. Uh, find out uh, a little bit more. It doesn't have to be a, 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 an instant decision. You can come to a life group. You can meet more people that find Jesus. You can, that have found Jesus and are trying to follow Jesus to the best of their ability. And, and they can share with you the joy that they have, the joy that they found, because being together is always better than being alone. Father, thank you so much for Jesus. He has brought us together. He's brought us together with you. The restoration of our relationship with you is so encouraging. We're so grateful for all of this. God, help us to not be discouraged. Help us to not focus on the reasons to be angry in our lives, but the reasons that we have joy, the hope that we have. God, we're reminded of all the good things that have happened, even in the middle of this uh, pandemic season that we're all experiencing. God, we still have joy. There are still good things, things to be grateful for. Thank you so much, God. Most of all, thank you for Jesus. It's because of him that we're together. It's because of him that we have life. And it's in him we pray. Amen.